While it is true that Scripture teaches us that mankind has fallen into sin, it is also true that Scripture teaches us God is able to accomplish His will through mankind anyways. And so with concursive operation, you have God inspiring the writing of His Scripture, the setting of His Word, the setting of His works, and in the written Word through individual men, using them for his good, drawing them to participate in his good. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and we're so glad you've tuned in to our program today. We're currently going through a series on how the biblical canon was formed. If you missed the first part or would like further resources, you can find them all on our website, studywithfriends.org. Feel like you can't listen all the way through right now or want to re-listen again later? You can find us on most streaming services or maybe you'd like to join the discussion circle. You can watch Holly and Lauren on our YouTube channel. Now let's begin today's study. Again, we're talking about a, a the canonization of scripture, the development of a set of these are the books that belong in the Bible that are the scripture of Christianity no more, no less, Mm -hmm. developed over hundreds of years. Um, And so when we talk, the the question that matters at every point in the conversation along the way and with every book is the question of inspiration. And so what does it mean that we say the Bible is the Word of God? What does it mean that we say that the Bible was inspired by God? And so we talked about this with the word canon a little bit, but in our culture, we throw around the word inspired. Sure. Um, but often what we mean is brilliant. Oh, that was an inspired mm-hmm. work of art. Um, or this inspiration mm-hmm. struck and I had this idea. Um, and so what, what are some of the ways that you would... I was thinking about inspirational, which is a super watered down, like... It can be inspiration, like all the social media, like daily inspiration, which mm-hmm. has nothing to do with our faith. It's more just like affirmations and mm-hmm. um, positivity. Yeah. Uh, so I think that even what you said inspired being brilliant, it runs the gamut all the way down to super watered down to like, this makes me feel good. Mm. Kind of like motive. It's kind of congealed with motivational. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think culturally there's a bit of a washed over issue there. Although you nailed it when we, we would say it's inspired me, that everybody defines that the same. Like it was a really good idea. Yeah. There, there's a, it has a positive mm-hmm. air to it. That's true. Um, but when we talk about inspiration in scripture, when we talk about the Bible being the word of God, what we mean is that it. It did not, the the book of John did not come just from John. And to some degree, different people would would hash this out differently. But to some degree, John is writing beyond himself when he wrote the book of John. Or that David was writing beyond himself. He was writing beyond his knowledge, beyond his time, beyond his capacity. I love it. Make it up. Capacity. We'll coin what it was right the now. other word that capacity? I was, capacity capability capability 
but it was con- I don't know that David was writing beyond <laughs> because because yeah like there's an impassibility to scripture maybe that's what I was getting at Mush I all how do I say that it's, um, a, it's all good David's compassibility <laughs> and I'm making that um, <laughs> that that these writings are more than human yeah And so I think in the best cultural examples, we see that like someone looks at the Sistine Chapel Mm -hmm. ceiling and says, this is inspired. Mm -hmm. Like this is surprising that someone accomplished this. Um, But with scripture, we say this is, this is because God had his hand in scripture's writing in a particular and unique way. Mm -hmm. God is sovereign over all God is always in charge. God is God of everything that is. He is creator of everything that is. But with scripture, there's a uniqueness Mm -hmm. to his design and his protection and his inspiration of, of the words. So when we talk about inspiration, we mean that God used man to clearly and particularly and uniquely articulate his word in a written form. Um, And so when we talk about that relationship, because that's something that we have to talk about when we talk about inspiration and we talk about God working with and in and through man, in and through history, um, the nature of that relationship matters. Um, and so one term that is helpful is concursive operation. And that Go for it. means <laughs> that both are working. Mm-hmm. That David wrote the Psalms. God wrote the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Both of those statements are true. That God inspired David to write the Psalms that the Holy Spirit worked in David in order that he could write beyond himself. Yeah, this is tricky. It is tricky. Because sometimes people are like, are you telling me that God guided the pen? Are you telling me that God whispered in his ear? No. I know, I'm just throwing them at you. You, I know, but I'm telling you, some of these (laughs) things might be concursive operation and that's not. Yeah, but this is, I think, where a lot of people, and then if you go the other side of the spectrum, people say, well, if a man was involved and Christianity says men are flawed fundamentally, then how can this be anything positive if a man was involved? Then it must be full of sin. So I just am throwing all those things at you. Sure. So while it is true that scripture teaches us that mankind has fallen into sin, it is also true that scripture teaches us God is able to accomplish his will through mankind anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with concursive operation you have god inspiring the writing of his scripture the setting of his word the setting of his works and in the written word through individual 
men using them for his good, Mm -hmm. drawing them to participate in his good. Sometimes using can have a really negative connotation, but in this case, like God is working out his plan for his people to reveal his word to them by moving men to write scripture. And so um, we don't mean that the Holy Spirit's sitting on David's shoulder, humming in the psalm psalm tunes. (laughs) Um, But we do mean that God affects us, that the Holy Spirit grows the people of God and um, ministers to them and that you know, there's like there, there's still mystery in how this happened. And that's a word that I use very sparingly because often in the church we can fall into the trap of like, oh, it's mysterious. I don't have to ask Figure questions mm-hmm. or like wonder if there is an answer somewhere mm-hmm. in scripture and I just haven't heard about it or I haven't looked into it. But there there is mystery to yeah. the way the particular manner in which this has happened. But what we can say is what scripture says of it. Um, can I ask you a God, question? Sure. Finish what you were, I'm sorry. That's okay. I was about to take us to John. Okay. So I have a question. Okay. Can you speak to the difference between the inspiration of scripture and the inspiration of a pastor on a Sunday? Not your pastors per se, <laughs> any pastor. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I didn't prepare you for no, that. No, that's okay. I, that's a good question. Uh, because I think that because we yeah, talk so about, re- you know, anno- this person's anointed. And there's a lot of words that go yeah. around. This person gave an inspired message. Yeah. So I just want to clear up some of that gray area. So I well, we can edit that I question am, out if you don't feel like no, it. No, that's fine. I think that's a great <laughs> question. I'm just trying to think of how to frame this and how to answer it well. So being reformed, I have a really high, and not high as in like better than others, but like high as in like high church Mm -hmm. type high. I have a very high view of the pastoral office. And so in, in line with the reformers, I would say that preaching is what prophecy, the, the gift of prophecy is in the life of the church. Mm -hmm. It is preaching. It is expounding the word of God to the people of God. Um, And so, yes, a pastor preaching to his congregation on a Sunday is being inspired by the Holy Spirit because he is, has been called by God. He, in being called by the congregation, being affirmed in his calling, in his, act of preparing to impart the word of God to God's people, that is a work that is either being inspired by the Holy Spirit or is vapid. Mm-hmm. Um, a given pastor on a given Sunday is being equipped and moved and guided and inspired by the Holy Spirit to minister to his people in that time and place. Wow. 
we'll talk about the closedness of the canon yeah. a little bit more later. But because of the way that scripture and that the apostles in particular talk about the ending of scripture mm-hmm. as proper, Luke and John and Paul were being inspired for a different purpose. Yep. And so while, yes, they were ministering to particular churches, especially if we think about the letters of Paul, he wrote the letters of Corinthians to the church of Corinth, but there was an intention and a plan for it to be more far reaching than that. And he had a role as apostle proper being inspired by the Holy spirit to write scripture for the foundation of the church, Mm -hmm. to be a pastor for the young church. Um, that is not the same today. The The canon is closed. And so I would say, yes, a pastor on a given Sunday is being inspired by the Holy Spirit to fulfill their office of pastor well, mm-hmm. to prophesy to their people, to expound the word of God to their people. But they're not writing scripture. Right. They're expounding it mm-hmm. for the good of their people. So the inspiration is similar, both given by the Lord, Holy Spirit, but the intent and purpose is different. And authority. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah, different. The authorities. That's um, a great, 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 great word. Which gets us to um, John 14. 14. So Jesus, in his farewell discourse in the book of John, is Jesus preparing his disciples for his departure. And he's talking to them about how he will continue to love them, how he will continue to take care of them, how he will prepare them for his absence. He talks about being a good thing that he's leaving um, in order that he can send the Holy Spirit. Um, And one of he talks a lot about the oneness of himself with the father. And we have the um, prayers for the disciples to be one as I am one with you. Like Christ talks a lot about oneness. He talks a lot about love. And this is where we get, they will know you by your love. Um, And in John 14, we have a few articulations of what it means to love Jesus is to keep his commandments and to keep his words. And so he says in John 14, verse 15, if you really love me, you will keep my commandments. Um, And he spends a while talking about the relationship of asking the father to send the Holy spirit. Um, And then eventually we get to, Verse 23, and if you would read that for us. Yeah, I will read John 14, 23 to 26. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them 
and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Thank you. And then if we go a little bit further into chapter 16, later he also says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Mm -hmm. That when the Holy Spirit comes, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare it to you. So we have this building of, okay, guys, I'm about to go, and I have taught you. I have given you all of these commandments. I have walked with you. I have expounded the scriptures to you. I have ministered to you, and I'm going to leave, but the Holy Spirit is going to come. This is better for you, even, and he will continue to remind you of what I have taught you. He will enable you to be obedient to my commands. He will unite me and you and the Father, and he will teach you even more than I have. And so in that, we have a picture of what Christ is telling them is going to happen in the writing scripture. Mm -hmm. That those who have come to the faith through the personal relationship with Jesus that you and I do not have, that we did not see him in the flesh, the big A apostles who saw Christ and believed Christ will be reminded by the Holy Spirit of all that Christ has taught and they will come to understand more, which is a big part of how we can see authority in what Paul teaches for the practical applications of the church, that Jesus did not speak on the mountaintop, but that he has promised that he will speak to his people through the work of the Holy Spirit, expounding the word of God <laughs> to his people. Yeah, this is big. Um, it You're is so big. brave for taking all this on. <laughs> this is like, these are the hot, hot issues. And I'm handing you like the editing of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just going to run this for the rest of 2022. So. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Well, but it's important. But it's, but but it's, it's, important. it's really it's, thinky is the word that I use. And when you have, how often do you hear, I've so many times, I have been across the table from someone who's in a really hard situation and they wish that Jesus could be sitting in the next chair and say, like, can I just ask him? And that impulse is good. Like the, the desire to be able to see and feel Christ and for him to tell you mm-hmm. what is true mm-hmm. and tell you that he loves you. But he, he has. And, and it, by his own mouth, we know that him leaving for a time was better for the church because we, we get scripture. We get the Holy Spirit ministering in our hearts and uniting us to Christ 
in a way that would not have been possible if we did not have the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of things that we think would be better if they were done our way. This would fall under that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The like disciples. Why did he have to leave it don't all? Don't want why him to leave. Why couldn't he just stayed the whole time? Uh, you know. Yeah. Why can't he be here right now? Yeah. Well, sure. Can you imagine being the disciples at that time? Like, and they express that. What? We don't want you to leave. Right. It's good while you're here. Yeah. This, this, this is so is, much better than before you came. Yeah, <laughs> Why would yeah, we want yeah, you to leave? Yeah. Um, so we have a, a setting up there of what, what the New Testament will be, what, what the early church is looking for when they start to recognize the writings of the apostles mm-hmm. like Luke and John and Paul, they're affirming that what Christ has promised is coming true, Mm -hmm. that these people are being equipped to remember the commandments of Christ and the gospels, and that they are being equipped to expound the word of God to the people of God in both in the gospels and um, in the epistles and Mm -hmm. Revelation um, and Acts would kind of be a mix of those things. Hi again, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you found some great truths to apply to your life and encouragement for your faith as you continue to mature in your walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group. We want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study With Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that seems to be a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email address on our website, studywithfriends.org. While you're there, you can check out a myriad of other resources we have that are all free for you. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.